Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many yeah, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Sharing Socks. I guess this is the Get a Grip on It uh, edition. I'm Lee Allen, the duty geezer at Southside Socks, and usually at home in Chicago. And with me, my son, and usually West Coast correspondent. Well, I am the ocean correspondent this week, uh, vacationing with our daughter, well, sister and family in Hilton Head. And he is the non-coastal vacationing with in-laws in Tulsa. So we have total shift of perspective because of not being near salt water. I, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens with that. A good week for the White Sox uh, since last we spoke. Uh, bound to be a good week when you play Detroit, uh, where they took three out of four. And frankly, we're a little fortunate. I think the Spencer Turnbull got hurt because he was just mowing him down. And as soon as he left... The Tigers collapsed. I, I think it could have very easily been two and two, which is kind of shameful at home against the Tigers. But then, now we're doing this Wednesday. I did not see Tuesday night's game. I'm being in uh, the wilds of South Carolina. Uh, but I thought that was a big game to finally beat uh, and even beat solidly a very good team. Absolutely. And last night, the White Sox did everything that you want to see out of a potentially uh, championship team. You know, they they scored a lot late. They had big hits in big situations. Uh, they had a starter who pitched very well, but only made it just over five innings, which, uh, you know, is not usually ideal. But the bullpen came in. Crochet continues to not give up any runs, uh, which is incredible. Hendricks continues to be lights out. 
it, it was definitely, definitely a, a statement win. You know, uh, hopefully we win one of these next two as well, or obviously, hopefully we win both of them. Uh, but that was one where I feel like a lot of the baseball world was watching how the White Sox were going to respond playing a team that is chock full of hitters like that. Chock full of hitters, and they hit Carlos hard. I mean, they often hit him very hard, and he threw an awful lot of pitches, which is why he only went five innings while giving up one run. He, he just 105 pitches, something like that at that point. Uh, when they hit him, they hit him hard. Of course, he struck out a lot of people. But uh, he got himself in trouble. And this is when you, you tell the guys are really verging, really in that top level. They don't have it. And in his case, what he didn't have, mostly apparently, and again, they didn't see it, but following on game day, was his slider, which is his pitch. That's, that's his out pitch. And he didn't really have that working, but when he got in trouble, he got out of it every time, usually with strikeouts. In one case, a double play, but usually with strikeouts. Uh, so that was good to see. And what's really good to see, I thought, was that the bullpen then picked it up. Uh, you mentioned Crochet and, uh, and of course, Hendricks at the back. Marshall uh, maybe got uh, a little lucky with some very bad base running. Uh, to get out of his inning, he is still struggling. But still, he didn't give up a run. Ruiz did not give up a run. So the bullpen holding down a very good hitting team uh, was excellent. Uh, that Ray was able to just mow him down. I think he struck out, what, 55 or something in, in seven innings. Um, but then yeah. as soon as they yeah. went, went to their weakness, which is the bullpen, uh, boom, out came the bats and crushed them. I don't think there's any way to really succeed against Robbie Ray when he's wearing uh, his uniform as a skin suit. I don't know if you saw uh, the pictures of that, but you you cannot wear your clothes any tighter in a Major League Baseball game than Robbie Ray was last night. You you wouldn't think that would be comfortable. Pants were right up the butt crack. No, you would think for a a pitcher especially. Yeah. uh, where you need to use the flexibility of the leg a bit more, that it would be problematic. But wow, those things, they were painted on last <laughs> night. Maybe the tightest pants I've seen in baseball uh, ever, which is, there's been some tight ones, but Robbie Ray really feeling it, really feeling the uh, the flex in that polyester blend that they use on those pants. Um, yeah, and, and to... To speak to things going well, uh, Adam Engel returning, of course, making a spectacular play immediately yes. when he returned, uh, which was very, very exciting. And, uh, you know, the lineup card just looks better with him in it. Um, and, and, they, and they did it. This is, this is where it gets interesting and we drag things out because we've discussed multiple times. What are they going to do when Engel comes back? Who gets sent down? We're always wrong because the guy we picked then hits 11 homers in the next three days. But, but we go, this is who's got to go. This is who's got to go. Oh, no, this has got to go. Well, by Billy Hamilton going on the I.L. for at least 10 days, nobody's got to go. And if nature runs its course, by the time Hamilton gets off, Adam Eaton is bound to go on. I mean, he's been two months and he hasn't been on the I.L. Yeah, he's been out injured a few games, but only a few here and there. Uh, so he's due. 
I think we're about to see a, a whole slew of false positive COVID tests uh, hitting the White Sox outfield. Uh, but in a situation where contact tracing is not important, so the other outfielders can still play, but one of them will have COVID uh, or at least a false positive every 10 days for the rest of the season. Or until Eloy and Robert come back, then three of them will test positive for COVID <laughs> every week, which will just be, you know, devastating to our numbers. You know, I, I, I don't think you have to have the devastation of COVID. I think you can merely get the sore hamstring. I, I think that's a good one, too. On this Sox team. Because yeah, remember, COVID can come back in three days. You know, you're dancing with the devil, though, uh, lying about hamstrings on this team. Because this team has apparently not stretched their hamstrings in, in a year or so, uh, based on the number of hamstring and, and hip injuries we get here. Uh, but, yeah, it is, uh, it's a little suspicious. But that, that being said, it's legal. It doesn't really do anything other than prolong the inevitable of sending someone down. Uh, which, by the way, Jake Lamb, if you're listening, you suck. Uh, you never get hits. I don't know why you're here. And congrats on going four for four tonight with four home runs. Well, I probably are about to to uh, grievously insult Danny Mendick because he needs it. Yeah, no kidding. Um, unfortunately, I think I think Mendick's uh, time is is potentially coming to an end uh, in the pros this year as well. Um, you know, once well, we not start the pros, not the pros, not the pros. Sorry, <laughs> the the highest level of the pros. Uh, I think he's he's going to be visiting. You're in North Carolina right now, right? South Carolina. Oh, okay, well, head up the coast, see Danny play. Well, we may we may be in Charlotte tonight, but unfortunately, two things. One is they're not home, and uh, secondly, it's like an eighty-five percent chance of thunderstorm. So we're not going to be seeing the nights at work. Well, I will be seeing the drillers tomorrow to scout on the Dodgers double uh, A prospects, which I have no clue who any of them are, nor do I care. But it was $17 for fifth row behind home plate. and It's $2 <laughs> beer night. So uh, that's minor league baseball uh, at its best. And I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this a lot more. Um, as we as we head forward, we're going to talk uh, in the second half, especially about uh, a lot of our substance abuse issues. Yes, um, that, that that's 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 where we want to get with the show. That's what it's really all about. So I'll I'll save that uh, for for when we come back after the break. Uh, but I have my my suspicions even of of White Sox players who are doing it, um, and it is it is becoming a huge problem. Uh, moving forward. What do you think uh, this week is going to look like for the team? Well, the the big games are the one are the two tonight. Then they then they go back into the the blah, uh, not blah play. I hope, but just you know, the, the American League Central is pathetic. Cleveland is adequate. The rest of the division is pathetic. Uh, and, and I honestly, and I, I only think Cleveland's adequate, really, because the rest of the division is pathetic. I, yeah, I and, think and very, very possible. Yeah, if this were a strong division, I think. I mean, you know, wasn't it Cleveland that gave up 18 to Baltimore a few days ago? You know, they're, they're nothing to write home about either. But you, you are right. This is one sorry division. And, and playing and, and across think, to the NL Central is 
not necessarily not making things harder. It's not much either. The, the, the Cubs are dominating that. That'll tell you. Uh, it, uh, yeah, and we really, and that's why I say, you know, being swept by the Yankees, it was so great to beat Toronto because with all the games that we play in the Central Divisions, we really don't know what we've got. We know it's a good team. We we know it's a, a good, solid team. We don't know that it's an excellent team of, they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, it, possibly the best record in the league just because the schedule uh, of 30 teams in National League Baseball, the Sox have, have registered on both the services I looked at as by far the easiest schedule. They also have by far the easiest schedule going forward the rest of the year because of the divisions. But we've yet to play Astros, A's, Rays. Now, one game in against Toronto, three losing games in against New York. So you really haven't learned, is this a team that really can proceed on through the playoffs when the starting pitching is excellent? Yes. But, and of course, we're hoping that Robert and, and uh, Aloy are back. Uh, and I think Aloy's, and, and for a while there, it looked like, well, okay, it doesn't matter that Aloy's out other than it's a shame not to have Aloy out there with a smiling face. And, and the big bet because uh, Mercedes was hitting so well. Mercedes is now quite human. Uh, and if you match, if you say, would you rather have a lawyer or, or, or you're mean right now, you're going to say a lawyer. Uh, oh, of course. Rather, oh. rather for, for the, for the month of April, you go, you know, don't tell a lawyer, but I'll take your mean. Well, that's not the case anymore. Um, I mean, I so, would never, I would never have been in a spot where I say, let's, Let's take your mean over Aloy. I mean, Aloy was in prime position to have just an incredible uh, offensive output season. And but we did. But we didn't lose anything by missing him. No, for, for we, that got, first. we very luckily did not. You're right, hundred uh, percent. Partially, uh, well, largely because of Mercedes, but also uh, because uh, Vaughn was able to move out to left field and do an adequate job, which makes him much better than. Aloy ever was. Um, so so we actually picked up defensively, marginally, but we picked up defensively. Well, because uh, you so, lose uh, you lose Luis Robert, who was playing center field and left field uh, when Aloy was out there. So, you know. I, I've got a spam call. I got it. Oh, I won't take it then. <laughs> it was probably one of the players, you know, trying to gripe about something that says Jake Lamb either – calling to tell us that we're evil or telling us to keep bashing him so he can keep hitting uh keep hitting key home runs that guy makes me eat dirt more than anyone in uh, in baseball it drives me crazy Still well there's well we, we should wait. will uh i hope you people saw it uh if you didn't go back and read it will will did a great piece putting soft drinks to players i'm a little upset that he did not put in what i think are his two favorite soft drinks as well as mine which is ting the uh jamaican grapefruit drink and AL81, Will was born in Kentucky, raised in Kentucky, and did not mention AL81. I'm, well, I'm afraid you just lost your To be right. fair, to be fair, you know, there's like maybe one AL81 in baseball, Mike Trout. You know, <laughs> it's so far and away the greatest soft drink of my lifetime uh, that I, I just, I, I couldn't give it to anyone. Someone in the comments did, which was cool. And then someone in the comments uh, got really upset about my soda comparisons and uh, went off on many tangents. <laughs> we have, it. And, and anybody who reads Southside Sox at all anymore, and I, I hope Brett is. Brett keeps thinking he solved the problem, and, and I hope he has this time. We have a guy who just brims over with hate. Um, 
and is very anti-Jose Abreu, thinks he's greatly overrated, which is fair. That, that's a fair thing to say and interpret if you like. It doesn't make much sense, but it's fair. And loves Lamb. Again, based on what Jake's done the last couple of weeks, that's fair. And if you're like 2016 was your favorite year, it's fair. Um, but boy, that guy just, wow. That, yeah. I, I don't, whoa. Uh, and he, it, I mean, he tore into you, but he tears into everybody that dares say anything negative about Jake Lamb or positive about Jose Abreu. And there's a tendency to say positive things about Jose Abreu. There really <laughs> and is. And reason to do so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could not be offended by anything he said because I wrote a stupid off-day satire piece about soft drinks, uh, and this guy said I was fueling the hatred that people have for Jake Lamb. And first off, to my six readers, uh, I'm sorry if you're angrier at Jake Lamb now that he's been compared to Diet Right White Grape. Uh, but it is an <laughs> accurate comparison. I stand by my work. My hard research that I did uh, with all the expert input, Jake Lamb is indeed white grape diet right. Uh, we should take our break now so we can come back and dive into the, the main thing, or as John Oliver would say, our main story for tonight. Uh, so let's take a quick break, and we will be right back on Sharing Socks. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, welcome back to Sharing Socks. Uh, we are now going to dive into what is the big issue in Major League Baseball and really the talk across all sports uh, at the moment, which is uh, our, our issues with foreign substances being placed on the baseball. Which has been around for decades and decades in one form or another, but now it's become so professional and the, the way it's applied and used. And it's interesting, if you, I mean, this came to the fore like last year and kicked around for a while and then not all that much. And then this year as the offense just died and has continued to die, uh, it's getting tons of publicity all over the place this week, a masterful article, uh, I think it was on Friday on sports illustrated uh, that went into all the chemistry, the various types that are used and where it's placed and how it's placed and what color they are and what each different substance does and, which ones will, will actually literally tear the writing off the baseball when they're used during a pitch. Today, we're recording this on Wednesday, CNBC, not exactly your most famous sports station, uh, got into it, talking about the harm to baseball as a business of being thought of as cheaters, which, you know, last time around did not help. Uh, 
And they got into an interesting aspect of it, which is, of course, sports betting has gone on ever since the original Greek Olympics. But that sports betting now is legal in all states and in or almost all states, I think. And, and it is huge and that people win and lose huge sums of money, depending on what pitcher X does against batter Y in a given situation. And if it is all done by cheating, then billions of dollars change hands improperly. Uh, so, well, there's no doubt about really, that. It's really growing now. And of course, we have Garrett Cole was kind of the front, just as we had, I guess, Mark, Mark McGuire years ago, Sammy Sosa. Um, it's, it's, it's a huge thing. I barely you, heard any White Sox pitchers' names kicked around, but I've heard it just a tiny bit. Did you uh, see Garrett Cole's response uh, yesterday when asked about using substances? Uh, was he not uh, somewhat obfuscatory? So, actually, he he gave probably, I mean, if you were watching this on NCIS New Orleans and the person was being interrogated, you would immediately know they were guilty. They, <laughs> they asked him about the substance. He goes completely blank. He's just sitting there blinking. For about 30 seconds going, um, uh, uh, and then he, his final answer is, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, you would think if the guy's not doing anything, he would have something other than being speechless. And I don't know. Uh, it was, I think, I think the political one is, I don't recall. <laughs> right. True. But he's not, he, you know, he's an athlete. He's not a politician. So, it was so I it was sent to me by so many people because they just said, look, dude, we know you're a professional actor. God, we hope you're better than this, because it was it was absolutely hysterical. Also, another video that's making the rounds of speech to this is uh, the great video from four years ago on uh, which a Cardinals pitcher is pitching. He buries a slider. The ball bounces. Molina goes over to get it. Can't find the ball anywhere. Looking around, looking around. If you haven't seen this, look it up. It's stuck to his chest pad. I remember that one from before, yeah. And someone says, you know, I think we should have been on to this a little earlier than uh, this year. But, yeah, I mean, it is, it's a huge problem. I, I don't know that I truly suspect any White Sox players. My my one thing would be Dylan Cease's curveball uh, and, and potentially Rodon's slider because we've seen huge advancements in those two pitches from them. However, they're still not putting up, you know, co comical numbers that some people I, I, I are putting say, up. I did see one table uh, the other day of which teams have the biggest increases in spin rates year on year. And the, the Yankees were seven point something percent way above anybody else. But second was the White Sox at uh, you know, four and a half or so, not way above other people, but above 28 other teams in increased spin rate. Now, you have to, that doesn't mean they're guilty of anything because you also got a young pitching coach replacing an old pitching coach who didn't know a spin rate if he was watching it on a yo-yo. Uh, so 
that could have changed the way a lot of pitchers were throwing things. Uh, there was an article last year in Dylan Cease's uh, spins, basketball spin was wasted because he had the wrong kind. He had, he had great spin rate, but the angle was wrong, so it didn't do anything. Uh, so it, it doesn't necessarily mean anything, and we shouldn't send the team out there pleading guilty. Uh, but it does indicate that it's a possibility. Now, the question is, we've got this. It's horrible. It's everywhere. It's apparently well, overwhelmingly I, I wanna, being used. I just want to say real quick to that, you, you can look at those numbers, but there's also a huge difference in the quality of pitching that the White Sox had over the last yes, five years. No, you know, we have exactly, gone that, an absolutely every... abysmal rotation of older pitchers to a, a really elite group of starters right now. Uh, in a lot of ways. So I, I agree. It definitely Absolutely. makes you think, huh? But also we are in a particular situation where our pitchers were garbage, absolute garbage for a while. And now we're starting to see some really, really solid pitching plus a new pitching coach. Um, I, I, I don't suspect the White Sox are heavily involved in this, but I don't know. Yeah, I hope not. Uh yeah, uh, particularly with the new young pitching coach, you wouldn't want him to be involved and sent off. But let's get to what do we cure? Now that they're talking about what well, you inspect every every pitcher as he comes in, you can't, they've got it from the Sports Illustrated articles talks about all the places they hide it. You know, it's, it's not just the bill of the cap where you can see the black dot or in the mitt where you can see the black dot. It's all over places on their body, on the uniform, on their skin. Uh, I don't know how you can inspect it all, but the idea is you inspect it all. They then inspect the baseballs as they come off. Uh, and you got to try to do this without drawing the damn game out any longer. Yeah. Because you get a pace of play issues. To me, the you, first of all, you do have to check, but you don't have to make it like TSA, you know, at, at an airport. You, you, you make checks, you, you make the most obvious checks, you do keep the baseballs and look at them. To me, the penalties, right now the penalty is, and the league's supposed to look at this, and I guess the union has to be involved too, uh, but the penalty is 10 days or 10 games. Well, for a starting pitcher, you've given him one, one rest time through the rotation. You haven't penalized him at all. And a reliever, you've penalized him just a little bit. And the second offense is 20 days. For substance abuse in your body, for, for steroids, it's 60 days and a year. I think that, I think the key is you make it so that it just, it's career ruining. And so that you get 60 days and then you get a year. Make it yeah. the same, the same as you do for steroids. And I think it's gone. I don't think anybody takes the chance anymore of getting caught at that point. Unless they think they're awfully smart in how they hide it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think I, I'm all for the harsh penalties there. Uh, I think making them even more immediate uh, is is potentially better too. You know, you check the pitchers at the beginning of the game or as they come in after the first, and if you find it, that pitcher is gone, and you have lost that game. You know, I. Yeah, I mean, we had I, we had, I we had this situation where the White Sox. Uh, saw a guy with the black on it. All they did is make him change his hat. Well, that's that's useless. The umpires don't want to be the the law in this case, but that's kind of their job. It is their job. They're they're going to be the ones that have to do it. Like like you said, 
We don't want to see, uh, you know, sticky substance dogs sniffing the pitchers as they come in from each inning and making this look like it's a whole TSA thing. But, you know, there are a ton of places that are hiding it, but it is easy to have someone from New York who's watching all these replays looking hard at where the pitchers are putting their hands. I mean, you can hide it wherever you want, but if we keep catching you going under the sleeve here, or if you're just going to the exact same spot on the belt, but not adjusting your pants ever, you know, these are things you can see in, in tape that are really the likely culprits of where they're hiding the stuff. But I think there has to be an immediate loss of the game. And I know that that's intense and that really screws over fans, but that needs to be your motivation not to cheat is that you'll immediately take a loss if you're busted with this stuff. It has to be something that high. That would make, I think, the teams themselves enforce it. Absolutely. You you go out there and say, you say, if we find this on you, you are forfeiting this game immediately. Then the coaches and the front office people are going to be down in that clubhouse saying, if we catch you with this stuff on you, you're gone. And that yeah. is how this if, if, if you If you cost a game, they will cost you your career. Yeah. And if not your career, you know, your season, you're done. We're trading you. You're gone if anybody wants you. Uh, you They have to be the ones doing it because they're not right now. And that's why pitchers are out there. There's just no consequences for really if you get caught with this. And, you know, I I always said before uh, about the Astros thing that I'd rather face someone who is uh, on steroids than someone who knows what pitch is coming as a pitcher. And honestly, I would rather face someone on steroids than a pitcher who's able to add uh, an extra six inches of drop or rise on a pitch. I mean, (laughs) it's, it's already so hard because of the speeds that people are pitching. Um, Josh Donaldson uh, had a soundbite on it yesterday talking about, you know, the the reason people aren't hitting well is because they're they're getting these hundred mile an hour super sinkers that there's just no way to tell what the hell it's going to do. And then just drops off the face of the earth. And he actually referred. He said, you know, we've had pine tar forever. We've had, you know, rosin bags forever. We've had we've had substances. But he said that all of those substances do not specifically change the outcome of the at-bat. And he said that these substances that they're using now should be considered performance enhancing uh, because that is what they're doing. They are performance enhancing substances that should be compared to, to something like using steroids. I mean, you're, you're essentially giving the ball a steroid. Um, that's, that's what you're doing is you're, you're adding a steroid to the ball in a lot of ways so that you can grip it better and get a a better spin rate on it and i don't know you know i i'm gonna go back and read this sports illustrated article because i'm I'm fascinated to see what it all says um but do you have any other solutions for for what we can do about this i I think you're right immediate penalties and very heavy penalties It, it has to be such that if you are caught and of course they also have to try to catch you. It has to go to a lot of effort to try to catch you. But it's critical that if you are caught, the penalty is not just, oh, you can't wear that mitt or, well, you need to change your hat. The penalty is you're gone. Your team losing a game. That's an interesting one. I think uh, 
that would get a lot of attention. It uh, might be a it might be a second offense for the for the team, you know. But you you have to start yeah. making it team penalties because that's what gets coaches and management involved. If it's just small penalties to one player, they're gonna the the management's just gonna keep looking the other way and just hoping their guys don't get caught. Because it's, it's it's worth their while to win more games. Yep, but if you have a situation where the second time someone on your team's caught, you immediately lose that game. You're in a stadium full of fans. Beer sales are cut off immediately. You you take an actual loss in the loss column. It can end up costing you your season if you do something like this. And lo- costing you your season costs you playoffs, which is the big, biggest revenue you can get as a Major League Baseball owner. So I, I do think it has to be that intense and that severe to get of people course, to stop. It, would, it probably wouldn't affect pitchers on the Pirates or the Tigers or the Orioles because they're just going to lose all the games anyway. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But they, uh, you know, the last thing the players on the Pirates I can, just, can to be you, suspended. Can, of course, you don't know whether it's a home or away game. That where this would happen that that you lose the game, but true, if it's true. the home team, and in the and in the third inning, the the announcer comes. This game has been forfeited. Please leave your seats quietly. <laughs> Remember to be kind to your parking lot attendant. <laughs> not going to go well. Oh, <laughs> not going to go well. So I I mean I don't even know the reality of enforcing something like that, but. I, I do think that you have to make it a situation where a, an actual ball game is forfeited and lost with the substance. And then, of course, you run into issues of what's that substance on your glove? Oh, it's nothing. It's just pine tar. Well, then do we have umpires out there swabbing the glove, putting it into one of the little machines that Customs and Border Patrol puts in to see if it is cocaine or if it's just baking soda? Uh, and then determine- <laughs> well, I, they can't have, I don't think they can have pine tar. Uh, pine tarts for the batters. They can have rosin. Um, right, right, right. But that, well, they, they so say you're supposed like, to go up, 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 up the that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. But they, they can come up with the rules, and they can come up with the rules very quickly. Yeah, and I think they will for this, because baseball was hit so hard with steroids, and then this Astros thing was a disaster, and they kind of got off easy on the Astros thing, because uh covid hit the following season and the astros never really had to deal with as much crap as they would have had to deal with uh (laughs) if fans had been in the stadiums for the 2020 season uh and now they're hit with this whole other big scandal that really truly is affecting the game and a big thing a big difference now is that the players are speaking out and saying it's cheating it puts us at an unfair advantage we cannot hit these pitches if they doctor the baseball like this. And that is what's really going to to lead to some change. When you have all-stars, MVPs saying what they're doing is wrong uh, and it is directly affecting the game, well, as you said before, who's listening to that? Betters. And when you start getting into, you know, millions, billions of dollars being exchanged based on these these matchups, I think we're going to see an end to... Uh, and then to these substances at, at some point in the near future, I'm just not sure how they're going to enforce it without taking an already painfully slow game, uh, which theoretically would speed up a little bit. Uh, 
if they're able to get these under control because you'd have more balls instead of striking out all the time. Yeah, yeah a, lo a lot more balls in play. Uh, not only would you have a lot less strikeouts, but you know, with spin rates that high, a lot of times you're sending the ball to the backstop, whether through the air or through the dirt, uh, and your your long counts uh, would actually come down as well, I believe. Uh, but that is all the time we have for today. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before we send it no, out? No, I, I, uh, MLB says uh, within a couple of weeks, they're supposed to have some kind of proposal out there, and let's hope that it is a very stiff one. Yes, I think so. I, I am, as he's mentioned before, reporting from Oklahoma. Uh, I'm here to uh, study the tornadoes um, so I get a better understanding of these spin rates that we're seeing off uh, off of Garrett Cole. Uh, it's a similar science involved there. So if I figure it out here, uh, I'll let you know. But uh, I think uh, we're going to have to wait for MLB to, to do the science and, and do the work on this one. And hopefully they fix it because this is, this is bad news for baseball. Uh, but anyway, thanks for listening uh, to Sharing Socks. We will see you next time.